Welcome to Self-Compassionate Professor, a career wellness podcast for mid-career and recovering academics who want more. More meaning, balance, rest, joy, and more clarity. Our motto here is no regrets. So glad you're here. Hello. Welcome to episode 110. I'm Danielle Delamar, and I know that a lot of you are probably not doing great right now because it's the end of the semester. <laughs> um, I know this because I experienced it myself, and I'm talking to a lot of people right now who are feeling that, the sort of last push before the semester ends. And that really got me thinking about Dr. Jen Berg's episode. Do you remember that one? This is Project Jen, episode 99. Well, I'm going to give you a little clip right now so you can listen to the part that really resonated with me and continues to resonate with me and is sort of the basis for today's episode. Um, at some point, maybe three or four years into the job, I started a meditation practice. Mm. Um Unrelated to work. I wasn't, it wasn't work is so horrible. I need to meditate. There was something else that happened kind of crisis level in my life. And I had this, <laughs> I had this epiphany then of the flavor. I have spent 35 years training my mind to work all of the time in this mm. very particular way, this very, or these very particular ways. Like there's a very verbal way, there's a very analytical way, and then there's some fun interplay between them. I have not learned how to stop those processes from happening. And I need, like, I had a crisis event happen that I, I was like, I think I maybe need to learn that skill of stopping this whirlwind thing that's happening in my brain. Um, and so I started a meditation practice three months before COVID hit. I had gone on my first week-long meditation retreat and had a really good meditation experience. And this the meditation practice that I had been building up to before that, I think is the incremental change of making me aware that I wasn't paying attention to stuff, right? You could start to see like, I'm angry. Oh my God, I'm crying every May when I come home from graduation. Oh, now you're crying in the December graduation too. So I think there was some part of me that was not paying attention to it, but was building up the skill of noticing things. So right when March 2020 happens and COVID happens, I'd had some practice of noticing what's going on with me. And I think that mm -hmm. is part of what made it easier to go yeah, you don't have to do this. Like this thing that's happening over here doesn't have to be what happens. Wow. All right. <sighs> Time to just kind of breathe now, especially if you could really relate to what she says, right? Like, <sighs> that is really hard. I know that I always needed a detox at the end of every semester. And particularly at the end of the academic year, right? Come May, I was done. And I felt like I couldn't do anything other than just lie down, <laughs> quite honestly. And I know a lot of people feel that way. 
So what I want to talk about today is the end of academic year detox that I'm going to be doing. It's going to be a half day retreat. And what you're going to learn in this retreat is how to make space, how to make space for your body, because so often we don't do that. Um, how to make space around your thoughts and your stories. And lastly, how to make space when you're with other people, which is a really big one. I know a lot of people have a lot of difficulties with that, especially women, right? Just because we get trained to really identify with the people we're with and really, you know, please them and do what we need to do, perform the way we need to perform to make them happy, to make them comfortable, that kind of thing. And as a result, many of us don't know how to make space for ourselves when we're with other people. So that's what this sort of end of semester detox is going to be about. Quickly, I want to go through each of these. Um, starting with the body, um, just take a second and think about when you are at your most stressed when you're working, right? Where are you? Are you in class, right? Are you on a Zoom meeting? Are you grading? What are What's the thing that makes you most stressed? I want you to just take a second, think about that. Notice where you are. Notice what you're doing. Notice if there's anyone around you. And then I want you to really notice what you do with your body when you are in that space, right? If you are crunched up over your desk grading, I want you to put your body in that position right now, if you can, <laughs> right? Notice whatever, notice tightness, the tension, notice where it is in your body, Notice what's uncomfortable. Notice what needs to be stretched out, what needs to be moved, what needs to be opened up. Just notice that. So you're putting yourself in that stressful place. You're putting your body in the position you are in when you are in that stressful place. And now you're going to start noticing your body and you're going to start opening space for your body, right? And you can do that by breathing, right? Breathing, just like what you hear in yoga, right? Breathing space into those places that feel kind of crunched up and tense. And of course, you can also do it by moving your body. So taking a second, asking your body, okay, you're in this really stressful place. Um, what is it that you need right now? Take a second and open some things up, right? 
If you need to stand up, do that. If you need to roll your shoulders, do that. Roll your neck, do that. Maybe even massage your shoulders for a second. So that's one of the things we'll be talking about when we do the end of academic year detox. Another thing we're going to be talking about is making space around your thoughts and your stories. So if you're telling yourself something really stressful, I mean, take a second and notice what are the things you're telling yourself when you are in that really stressful position that I just talked about. What are the stories, right? What are the things you're telling yourself? I got to get this done right now. I don't work fast enough. My chair is such a bully and this is so unfair. Oh my God, I can't do this job anymore. It's killing me. This is the worst, right? There are so many stories that we tell ourselves. And I'm not challenging that these are true. They might well be. But what I am challenging is the fact that you might get overly attached to your stories. So attached that you don't make space for yourself, right? Because you have become the story, right? You've over-identified with the story. So there are a couple simple things you can do to manage that. One is something that I talk about on the podcast all the time. And basically what it has you do is sing when you're having a thought. Sing the thought, right? So you can create space from the thought. So if you get into maybe the happy birthday song, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, you might do... um, My chair is a bully, my chair is a bully, oh, my chair is a bully, I'm having that thought right now, (laughs) right? So that's one thing you can do. Another thing that comes out of the same body of research is you can just say to yourself, I'm having the thought that blah, 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 right? Again, creating space around the thought so that you haven't identified with it so much that you have no space, you have no openness, you have no sense of flexibility. Like if you fully identify with this thought, you have to act in a particular way. But if you create space around the thought, you have a little more moving space, you have a little more breathing space. Okay, so making space for your body, making space around your thoughts and stories. And then the third thing is about making space when you're with other people. Okay, so there are a couple things I tell my clients often, often, you have no idea how much this comes up. Whether you are in a faculty meeting or you are on a job interview or you're with your students, right, in class, a lot of faculty, and I have this problem too, a lot of faculty will over-identify with the people with them. So much so that they won't create space for themselves to be themselves, (laughs) right? So much so that they won't allow themselves to say what they're really thinking because they're worried that it could create discomfort in the room or they're worried about how so-and-so might take it. And the key is not even necessarily 
saying the thing as much as it is about acknowledging that you have a difference of opinion or or you're having an experience right now that is not the same as the experience of the person you're with. So rather than just over-identify with them and abandon yourself, what you do is you notice what it feels like in your body to be really uncomfortable. Notice what it feels like in your body to be really angry about what so-and-so just said. Notice in your body what it feels like to want to say something but not let yourself say it. So often we don't acknowledge these feelings in our bodies. So often we don't acknowledge what we actually are feeling. Like we won't let ourselves feel it. So one... Notice when you are feeling something, when you're with other people, and honor that, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing you can do, which comes from the research in mindful self-compassion, is you can breathe in compassion for yourself, and you can breathe out compassion for the other person. Now, what I often tell clients is if you are having a real experience, you might need to breathe, you know, five compassion breaths for yourself and one for them, right? So it's breathe compassion in for you, breathe compassion out for them, breathe compassion in for you, breathe compassion out for them. And so on each breath, you're just imagining compassion, Um, And if you need a lot of compassion in, just breathe a bunch of compassion in and then maybe give them a breath once in a while, (laughs) right? Sometimes that's just how it is. But there is so much power in acknowledging your own emotions and your own impulses, right, that come up for you when you're with other people. And, you know, we can often do it alone, When we're alone and we feel it, we can process it. We can give space to it. But when we're we're with other people, we often won't do that. But it's so important that you do. And the reason it's important that you do is that that space for yourself means everything. Okay, let's go back to Jen Berg and what she said, right? She didn't make space for herself all semester long, which I know most of us don't, right? So so you don't make space for your body when you're in a stressful situation, right? You don't move your body in a way that it needs, right? You don't actually make physical space for your body. You're carrying some weight there, right? And then you have these stressful thoughts and you don't make space around those stressful thoughts, you carry a little more weight there, right? And now every time you're with people, whether you're teaching your class or you're in meetings, you are not letting yourself have the space to be you and have your own experience. And when you're doing that, that's another really big weight to carry. And if you think about all 
the weight that you're carrying all semester long by not creating space. I mean, you know, you know when what that feels like, right? Because you crave space. You crave it. You're like, oh my gosh, what I wouldn't do to just do whatever I wanted right now. God, I just want the freedom to take a walk right now. God, I just want the freedom to journal or reflect or nap, right? When you carry all of this weight with you all semester long because you don't make space for yourself, this is what happens. So we're going to detox you. We're going to create space for you to come out. And that's what we're going to do in the half-day retreat I'm putting on on Friday, May 13th. Yep, it's Friday the 13th. That's when we're going to do the detox. So we will be doing the detox from 10.15 to 2.15 my time. I'm in mountain time. So this is going to be 9.15 to 1.15 Pacific time. Or if you're on the East Coast, we're talking 12.15 p.m., right, to 4.15 p.m. So wherever you are, it's a half-day retreat. It will be four hours, but let me just say that you will have a lot of space, right? Because that's what we're trying to create so that you can detox, so that you can process the things you need to process, so that you can declutter. And so what that means is there will be a lot of breaks. There will be time for you, a lot of time for you to reflect and journal There's also going to be time for you to process with other people, but I don't want you to think of this half-day retreat as something where you're just, you know, sitting in a meeting with a bunch of other Zoom callers, listening to me talk and talk and talk and talk. You do enough of that. That is not what this is. This is a space for you to be you. And we will make sure that happens in a lot of different ways. Body, mind, spirit. So let's do this, y'all. If you are ready to detox from the academic year and make space for yourself, come join me on the retreat, May 13th, half day. You can register on my website. It is $67 U.S., And you can sign up on my website, selfcompassionateprofessor.com. I'll leave the registration link in the show notes. But I hope you can come. I would love, love, love it. And honestly, a really big part of detoxing is having the community around you, right? Being able to see that you're not alone in this. And just feeling held by other people, right? Knowing you have this space Let me just emphasize that again, space, this community space to digest all these toxins that have built up over the entire academic year. Okay, I hope to see you there. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Self-Compassionate Professor. Find me on LinkedIn at Danielle Delamar, on Twitter and Instagram at Danielle SC Prof or schedule a free coaching consult at selfcompassionateprofessor.com. Be well.